Hey there, pod pals. Are you a print-on-demand creator looking to stay ahead of the curve? You want to know exactly when to launch your designs for every key season and event? How about a chuckle with an extra dad joke to brighten your day? If you said yes to any of these, then it's time to join the print-on-demand cast VIP list. As a VIP, you'll get our free annual design calendar, an amazing guide to help you time your creations perfectly throughout the year. And of course, we'll include a bonus dad joke each week as well. Signing up couldn't be easier. Just visit printondemandcast.com slash VIP and enter your email. Don't let another day of potential pass you by. Become a part of the VIP list, grab your annual design calendar, and let's dive into a year of inspired creating together. We'll see you on the other side. Radical! Welcome to this week's episode of the Print on Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Everybody, and welcome back to the Print on Demand cast. As always, I'm Josiah. Not as always. I'm in a different location. I promise this isn't like a ransom or a kidnap video. I'm not going to ask anyone to wire money or bring <laughs> large uh, bills, unmarked bills to a undisclosed location to rescue me. No, I'm just uh, house sitting for the in-laws. But with me as always in his usual location is Travis Ross. Travis, how's it going, man? It's good to see how things go. I see that you have a little trim, a little mm-hmm. trim. Little yeah. hair, hair trim there. Looks like you yeah. got yourself all done up for this episode of the Print on Demand cast. Yeah, I just got tired of looking like a woolly mammoth, and so uh, <laughs> as as did my wife, and uh, she she yeah. you know kind of mentioned it. We're actually going on a little vacay uh, in, a, in a week and a half or so, and um, so I thought you know I'd get my hair did you know for the for the thing, and so got a little trim, got a little beard trim. Don't yeah. look so much like a you know, a mountain man now, um, <laughs> but uh, same guy on the inside underneath all that hair. Yeah. Uh, things yeah, things exactly. are going good. Things are going good over here. Um, we're uh, excited. We got a new embroidery person starting uh, next week. Um, oh, nice! So make it so our our production manager Tate will be able to be more just production manager and do some more R and D and some things sure. like that. Focus on you know, some different areas as opposed to just production and just helping us get those embroidery orders out all the time. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so yeah, things are going good over here. How about, how about you guys and what for apparel? Man, we're, we're doing well. Uh, we're burning the candle at both ends. It would seem, um, before we press record, I I was telling Travis, uh, for you, the listener, I was telling Travis, you know, we had, uh, about 152 pages of orders that needed to be caught up. Um, understanding that this one client dropped, sold, I should say, 1,300 orders in a span of two days. Um, so we've been burning the candle at both ends. We're down to 49 pages, which is completely doable. Mm-hmm. And I will say, let me tell you just a quick plug. Um, we're not sponsored by them or we don't have an affiliate with them at all yet. But uh, Transfer Express is mm-hmm. a lifesaver. Uh, we have, because this client's doing such large volume and a lot of the same designs, we ordered screen print transfers from them because a lot of them are one or two color designs and they're, and, and, and even if they're about the same in ink cost, if we could print it for the same price, the labor savings that you get when you do that is 
astronomical. I mean, it's just a game changer. So sure. we finally got our, our newest batch of those in for the newer designs. And it's just kind of, you fly. I mean, it's super quick. And if you're out there and you're wanting to kind of offer screen print quality on some of your stuff and you're, you're selling uh, a high number of a single design, all you need is a heat press and a transfer express account. And you could possibly yeah. start bringing that in house, which I guess is a, a different kind of a discussion or episode or point of interest or whatever. And I'm just saying uh, transfer mm-hmm. express has uh, saved our butts uh, m- multiple times <laughs> in the past couple of months. Uh, but we're doing well, man. Uh, anticipating the arrival of a 3070, which I know you are too. And you told me, you mm. lucky bastard, that you're getting yours 24 hours before we do. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Next Tuesday, actually, I just got the call today. They scheduled the um, the delivery date and uh, yep. they're going to deliver a forklift that morning. And uh, because they, they can't put it on a lift gate and it's heavy and so they how they do you get deliver it on the fork. a forklift i wonder do they do they have a forklift that delivers a forklift <laughs> that's you, you should probably google that but yeah so they deliver the forklift <laughs> <laughs> and then uh then the guys come a little bit later and um you know and the thing is is like we were thinking that it wasn't going to happen until the first of october um, sure and and so now we've we're actually redesigning our uh dtg room we're kind of flipping it so the, the where where the uh, pretreat machines are now they're going to go to the other side and where some of the heat presses are they're going to go to the other side and and we got to ship sure. stuff and so yeah. all of that has to happen this week now and we got to kind of get ready for that you got a new dryer um, though right is that is that correct you that is correct so, so when does that get in yeah unfortunately that's got a longer lead time that's not going to get in till probably late October um, okay. and. We obviously, as we redesign the shop, we're going to kind of design it to be able to house that, you know, said dryer. Um, But I still got some electrical work I've still got to do and, you know, kind of figure all that out with my landlord and uh, get that all situated. But once that is here, man, we're going to be flying on these orders. I'm really excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know you guys are too. I can't. You guys already have the dryer, so you guys are just yeah. you guys are going to be up and running immediately. Yeah, yeah, man. And I, I'm I'm a little I'm a little envious, uh, or I guess not envious isn't the word, but I'm disappointed that I that I won't get here sooner because we have another order for like 438 shirts uh, that needs to go out by I think the 27th of this month, and that mm. 3070 is just because all of them are as you know 14 by 16 full color. You know, they're mm. licensing stuff. So a lot of Street Fighter, a lot of Mega Man and Capcom stuff going out. Yeah. And so uh, that, I mean, it's it's what the 3070 was made for. So I'm like, oh, right. we're, just, we're so close. But um, it's exciting that we are both kind of dipping our, not really dipping our toes in anything. We're just going <laughs> at first into this 3070 <laughs> thing. I can tell you yeah. one thing, man. I, we've gotten the ink bladders in and the stuff that's kind of preempting its arrival. Mm-hmm. And the head cleaning kit for this thing is like, it's massive. Big. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. It's, so it's just, it's a different, <laughs> it's a different game. And I'm sure that we'll, we'll talk more about it when we each have our own. And there might be a point of interest or something to that effect. A video about how, or two. How a video or two. We'll go to each other's shops and just nerd out on this new toy uh, <laughs> that, we, that we each have. But speaking about nerding out, dude, you were showing me uh, before we pressed record some of your uh, swag that you found mm. from the UV Energize uh, trade show conference there in Nashville. So I want to know, yeah. dude, uh, tell me, first of all, 
of course, how is the conference? But how'd you like Nashville for the first time you go? And I'm a little jealous that we didn't christen Nashville together. I know. But I'm sure there'll be there'll be more opportunities in the future. But yeah, man, tell us about uh, UV Energize and everything that you learned there. Yeah, Nashville is a great time. It's first time being in there. And, and obviously, if you're in our Facebook group, uh, printondemandcast.com slash Facebook, you saw I did a little live in there. If you want, you can go back and um watch it. It was like after day one. And I put a couple of videos of some of those things that we were doing uh, that, you know, like the, the trade show floor and kind of, they had yeah. different stations set up. And so this first station was talking about jig print and, and how you create a jig for your particular job that you're doing. And the next one had like a maintenance station and how do you maintain and what do you do? And, you know, tips and tricks for that. I, I did learn some really cool things about, sure. um, you know, some maintenance things. Then they had another one that was like t- using glitter and, and, um, uh, a foil, not glitter, but foil and like doing different things with your, uh, your mamakis. And, uh, then they had a brand new unveiling. It was the worldwide review or a reveal of a brand new line of mamakis. They had one of the machines there, of course, because it literally, they had gotten the permission to do it like the week before they have no documentation. They have <laughs> sure. no pricing. They have nothing. They just have a few like bullet point things that mamaki released about how, uh, the, you know, the, the trade or the uh, the platen will support up to sixty pounds as opposed to like I think twenty six on the previous wow. model. Um, the the kebab, which is the thing that does cylindrical objects, they call it a kebab. You might have heard uh, like a it, it basically just turns and, and then the the print goes on the cylindrical object um, goes like two hundred percent faster or something like that. And then a couple right. other like speed up. It has two more channels of ink. So on that particular model, you can add like a clear and a primer, um, which uh, all of these things I know are, are, are kind of I'm <laughs> geeking out on them because I was really geeking out the whole time. But uh, sure. so I just wanted to show our YouTube wa- uh, watchers or viewers, I guess. Um, this is like the the tag or the, uh, you know, the lanyard that they gave us and um they had one you know printed up for every single person um and then on the back was the schedule of events and you could see how it's kind of shiny yeah. um that's because they printed it they printed it on this type of um sure i don't even know what it's called it's like a pvc plastic but it has like kind of a rainbow tint to it if you so, if you so will when you say when you say printed it and you you might know the answer you might not but when you say printed it is then is it the black that tag you just had was predominantly mm-hmm. black, right? So they yeah. printed the black ink as well yep. on top of this, that clear right. like, rainbow prism type thing. Yep. Then that's, that's how they, okay. They did that. And then also you can see there, if you f- could feel this, there's some texture on here. They use some clear. Sure. Actually, I'll show you a better version of it. They, they have all of their business cards are made of that same material. So it's like a PVC um, and if you can, if I can hold it in the right, you see that Mamaki right there where it's flashing. Yeah. That's actually it's like a watermark ink. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. It looks like a watermark. It's a clear ink that they put on wow. top of their business card. Uh, and then the other side is like, you know, it'll blind you because it's just that same material just with the colors sure. on it. Sure. But this side has the, again, like you said, it has okay. the black. All they covered yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, so I, I want, I want to, I want to do something real quick. I mean, we didn't, we didn't talk about this in, in the prep part, but we have here, I've pulled up uh, the, the Facebook post here, and you can see the video here. So kind of talk us through. I mean, this is kind of some of the stuff that you had posted. Yeah. There. So, so you can all see. All of this. 
all of this was done with a laser and I'm not sure if there was a UV involved. They could have painted that, but it was done with the laser. So this table was all like client-based stuff that clients just had that they brought to show. So this sure. stuff was done with the laser. It's really cool. It's got like two tone, two layers to it. So it's a lake and then there's blue on the, you know, where the lake was. And then up above yeah. is like the terrain and everything. This is one of their ro roll to roll printers that they do like stickers on you can see that really cool media on it that one right there is the uh, in the middle is the new machine um and uh they were you know kind of talking that up and just talking about some of the things i just kind of went through the yeah. room and then all around in the middle were all the stations and then all around the outside were all of the different vendors and um our friends at jds were there that's that's the jds table so you can yep. see um all of those polar camels different sizes you can not only laser engrave those which we've been doing for a while it's really cool yeah. you can also uv them and that uv coating just goes right on that powder coat and it's it adheres really well it wow. looks great you don't even need to use a primer to get the ink to stick um and you can see how gorgeous that stuff is it just really yeah. pops it's so vibrant mm -hmm. yeah and then obviously those these are some slate uh things signs that they made with different you know with colors um, and then there's some like, uh, this is like a leatherette frame mm. that they UV'd on around, you know, the frame, some more slate. And then they had a bunch of coasters there that you could UV on, um, you know, just basically just giving us a smattering of what some of the things that JDS does. And yeah. JDS is awesome. And then again, another table here of just, you know, Tennessee whiskey, all kinds of cool things. This is actually a canvas wrap that then they just put the canvas yeah. wrap down and they just UV'd on it. Um, wow. That's like a cutting board thing there that they UV'd on. Um, you can see kind of some of that. There's that that badge that. I was showing yep. you a minute yep. ago. Yeah. And then these, they do fishing lures with these things, which is just incredible. A bunch name of name tags, tags there you yeah. can do. Um, I mean, dude, UV is kind of, in my opinion, it's so underserved. Um, sure. You know, I was, I was going to mention, you know, you here, here you've got PDS, which is the largest uh, supplier of Mamaki printers in the world for UV printers. Yeah. Um, and it's their flagship event in Nashville, Tennessee, you know, their big event, they've sold, you know, hundreds, thousands of printers all over the world. There were 125 people there. You know, wow. it's just wow. nobody knows about this. You know, it's not, it's wow. so it's the best kept secret, I think, it's in printing. The, yeah, because we talk a lot about how POD merch by Amazon, all this, all this stuff has the propensity and is becoming saturated, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're looking yeah. for something that is not as saturated, my wife has taken this course as an Etsy course. And and the, the instructor is saying, we've actually had her on the show. I can't remember her name. The Beowulf. Brittany Lewis. Brittany Lewis, yes. Mm -hmm. So my wife has taken her co her course, and she was one of the first interviews uh, that we had. Uh, and Brittany I'll was find an episode on the show. Yeah, great. That'd, that'd be awesome. So we can kind of direct the, the listeners. But my wife is taking her course, and one of the things that she talks about, of course, and this is in the aspect in the context of designs, but – it's, you know, go where there are fewer fishermen, like in the context and mm. in, in, in the analogy of a lake, don't go where all the fishermen are, go where there's less fishermen. And yeah, you might catch less fish, but eventually you're the only one out there. So you're going to be catching all of the fish because you've decided to kind of go to the spot where none of the fishermen yeah. are. So I think it's definitely um, ap like applicable 
And I just realized mm-hmm. that I had you on full screen for that whole thing. So they got to listen to me while they looked at you. But that's fine because you are, okay. you get your fresh haircut and the trim. I, know. I mean, it's looking nice. The Kansas City Chief shirt. So you're mm-hmm. just on it that's all right. over. <laughs> yeah, that, that episode was episode 31. Stop doing what everyone else is already doing with Brittany Lewis. Yeah, so sounds about very right. appropriate. Very appropriate. Yep. Absolutely. It's one of man. our, well, it's actually one of our most listened to it has it has some great downloads um and i yeah. think part of that is because she directed some people from her you know her tribe if you will her a very very loyal but, following yeah yeah sure. but a lot of people have really gotten a lot of value out of that episode that's episode 31 so take a take a listen to that yeah absolutely. yeah so yeah well, the dude, overall excited, the UV, yeah. yeah the uv conference was incredible um and they're they're talking about potentially doing uh, another energize in las vegas like like february march time frame if that sure. works i'm probably going to bring tate tate got sick and wasn't yeah. able to come my production right. manager right, right, right. um but i you know he needs to see this stuff it's uh i think it's oh, going to yeah. be a, a a definite focus in 2022 just seeing sure. what we can do um to to get those machines you know making us money <laughs> yeah man and, absolutely and i think i've said it you know a couple of times for me that that is the one of the end goals for me is it's uv bringing that in house because it's mm-hmm. so versatile as we just proved and if you're not if you're listening as travis was kind of describing doing his best play by play of what was on the screen uh you're going to have to come to the youtube channel and subscribe and watch it and see for yourself all the amazing <laughs> things that uv can do uh we're super excited about it and yeah for me I'm, as I, like i said i've said for a while I think UV is is the honey hole that I want to mm-hmm. work my way to because um, there's just so much stuff. Even in a retail setting, there's so much stuff you could do with a UV printer. I mean, you and I, right. our first interaction, I think, well, my first interaction for sure with UV was SGIA in Vegas when they let you pick a blank product, send a pho- photo from your phone to the machine, and then they UV'd it on the cover mm-hmm. of this. You know, I have a picture of my wife yeah. and I on on the cover of this journal. And it was just mind blowing to me because it was such a cool experience that even in a retail space, something like that would be really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I'm, I'm all in with, uh, with UV and, and intend to be to still, to continue to my journey, you know, to towards learning more. There's so much, there's so much to it. And the Mimaki machines are incredible. They're really, really amazing machines. So yeah, so that's uh that's the update that's awesome, from man. that's awesome from the conference. It was great. Yeah, that's super exciting. So for those of you that are doing production in house or have a print shop yourselves, definitely look into UV uh, because it's something that's super versatile. And if you're not, if you're doing drop shipping or you're looking for a fulfillment center that can do UV, there's a lot you can do, and a lot of people aren't doing it and offering it mm-hmm. on, on on different platforms. So yeah. I see in the second point of these uh, notes, for those of you that are listening, Travis and I do actually prepare. We have <laughs> And in the run sheet, uh, I jumped the gun and, and, and said that 30, the 3070 for Travis is coming Tuesday, but that's fine. So uh, <laughs> lots of exciting stuff happening, man. So why don't we go ahead and transition to everyone's favorite segment, I'm assuming, and that is the weekly dad joke. Time for the weekly dad joke. So, Travis, I don't know if you know this or not, but recently uh, started a band. I'm, I'm pretty no way. excited about it. Yeah, really? no, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty that's, excited about it. I'm, yeah. That's really awesome. What's, what, uh, what'd you guys, what's the name? What's the name of the band? 
Yeah, so we decided to call it Books, so that way no one can judge us by our covers. And that's this week's <laughs> weekly dad joke. And just a caveat there, if Travis and I did start a band, no one would judge us by our covers because we would rock their faces off. So Amen. Amen. that is just putting that out there. So uh, from here, we're going to go directly to this week's Point of Interest. Point of Interest, part of the show. You want to learn some things. So the Point of Interest is where you go. Listen to what I say. Travis, you found this week's point of interest, uh, and I, I just I read the notes as we were chatting before we pressed record, and it is pretty uh, phenomenal yeah. uh, to see what's happening in the world of POD in terms of funding in that yeah. space. So why don't you tell uh, the listeners uh, this week's point of interest? Sure. So this week's point of interest, I I actually got an email. I have a you know alert for POD news, and I saw. Uh, a story that was talking about Printify, and we all know Printify is one of the suppliers mm-hmm. that a lot of a lot of our listeners use. Um, I've used it. I, I don't know if you have, but yeah, a lot of a lot of our listeners yeah. have used yeah. it. Um, they recently announced that they completed their latest round of funding, and they raised forty five million dollars to ve- invest into their company. So, I mean, what that tells me is immediately is there's so many things that you know Printify is going to to get better at, you know, perhaps it's, you know, some of their user interface stuff or, you know, their website stuff, or perhaps it's just getting more suppliers. Perhaps it's getting more suppliers worldwide, et cetera, et cetera. But as I was looking at that, I saw a link to another story and I clicked on it and, um, I was not aware of this company. This company is called gelato and maybe our, um, you know, our foreign listeners may have heard of gelato.com. It's actually a Norwegian based POD supplier. And, um, they're, as you can see on the screen, they're in 33 countries now, including the U S believe it or not, but they're not kind of, I mean, you you don't think of them in the same breath as you think of printful and printify, at least I don't. But so I was, I was really amazed at, uh, seeing that they have in August, they announced that they received $240 million in funding, $240 million in funding. So my guess is that very, if you haven't heard of them very soon, you're going to be seeing (laughs) a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I went, you know, I went to their website. I I scrolled around a little bit. I saw some of their pricing. Um, I was really impressed. They, you know, they're not, they're not exorbitant amounts. Um, They're, they're on par with some of the Printify pricing. Obviously, I've not sampled these. I have no idea of the quality, sure. um, much less than Printful. Um, but I think a lot of our EU and you know foreign POD uh, listeners may want to take a look at Gelato and just see if you know it's going to make. There was actually in our in our email. Uh, we got an email from a uh, a gentleman who was starting a POD company in the Middle East, and he wasn't sure if Printify or Printful could be his, um, you know, his supplier. And sure. so he asked me about it. And had I know, I had did not know about Gelato. So if you're listening to this, and uh, I can't remember the the person's name that emailed, I'm so sorry. Um, 
but anyway, it, it, you may look at gelato and see if that's going to work for your, you know, with your logistics and everything. Cause they even have, they have, you know, shipping prices, but they also have like estimated times to get to certain countries. So may, oh, they nice. may or may not serve your particular country that you're, you're looking to ship POD to, but um, it's worth, a, it's worth taking a look and seeing how gelato can serve you. And again, I think over the next, you know, year, two years, <laughs> we're going to hear a lot more about these guys um, yeah. in the POD space, even in even in the U.S., even in North America. We're going to hear about these guys because, uh, like I said, they have a great, uh, great website and, and they have great pricing um, manufacturing sites all over the world. And again, with this kind of funding, you know, uh, they're going to be expanding yeah. for sure. Yeah, man, that's exciting. What, what do you think that says for for people like you and I who who own our own production facilities and those listening who are doing production in house. Do you think that says anything as well to the, you know, businesses grow for the operating capital, right? So, mm. so there are, you know, times where you have to go to investors or you have to kind of seek out that out. Do you think that is, is an indication that the POD market, you know, is, is kind of ripe for that kind of investment because, there's so much opportunity out there that if you're yeah. doing well and ready to take that next step, there are people out there that might be willing to help you get to that. So obviously maybe not $240 million, but, <laughs> but you know, if, if you're just doing it from your house, if someone, if someone cuts you a check for six figures, it could wildly change your operation. If you're mm -hmm. doing well in the stage that you're in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think people much, much more wise than me have always talked about, you know, follow the money. <laughs> you know, where, where's the money going? And I mean, the print on demand industry as a whole is, is really ripe. It's really ripe to grow yes. over yeah. the next few years. And you're seeing that with people writing checks for millions of dollars to these yeah. monster companies. Now, what does that say about the smaller mom and pop shops? Um, I, I tend to agree with what Nick Eden said last week on our episode when we asked him the future of print on demand. And I tend to agree that um, I think we'll be just fine. And, and the reason I say that is because you have a segment of the population that loves to go to Walmart and to buy from Walmart yeah. and from Amazon and the big kahunas. In, and, and there's a large segment of people that they want that convenience factor. They want that ease factor. But then there's also a very large segment of our population. It may not be as large, but they want to shop local. They want to keep it kind of in the family. They want to have a face behind the transaction. And I think that um, for people like you and me, as these companies continue to grow and grow and grow, all it's going to do is just fuel the, um, the awareness of that. And so therefore... Yeah. That small slice of the pie that wants to shop local, I really think that we get it. That pie is going, the whole pie is going to get bigger. So that slice means it's going to get bigger. And so the mom and pop shops, I think, will continue to be able to survive and, and, and do just fine as long as they, you know, they keep their eye on the prize, they stay focused and they stay in their lane um, and they continue to build relationships. Relationships sure. are key. They're, they're, they're key and uh, they're important in any business, of course. But I think particularly um, when you're trying to go more regional, more local, you, you just, you can't, you can't sleep on that. Absolutely. Yeah, man. And it's, it's super exciting to see the opportunities inside the print on demand space. And it kind of, at least for me, it's kind of like, yeah, 
turns out that we made a good choice, you know, kind yeah. of entering this, this field. Right? Well, maybe it wasn't as haphazard as we had thought it was. Uh, and maybe that's just the benefit of hindsight, trying to make ourselves even smarter than we were at the moment. But uh, that remains to be seen. So I'll anyway, Travis. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so so this week's main event, man, uh, is going to be a little bit different. So why don't you tell about why don't, why don't you tell the listeners rather about this week's main event? Well, this week's main event is, like you said, it's going to be a little bit different. We decided, since we have all these people on and we're asking all these questions to all these people, uh, let's let's go ahead and just, you know, turn the tables and actually ask those same questions uh, to each other. And and I think there's there's obviously a lot of knowledge on this podcast right now. And, and I mean, I'm not trying to, okay, I'm patting myself on the back a little bit, but I I think between us, we, we have some industry experience (laughs) and, and there's some good, there's some good knowledge here that, you know, and we try to share it, you know, as we can on the podcast, but I thought it'd be fun to just, you know, kind of hear our stories, kind of hear what we think about things, hear some of our failures, some of our successes, et cetera, et cetera. So I am going to interview Josiah Sifuentes. So welcome, Josiah, to the Print On Demand cast. Hey, man, it's an honor to be here. I hear you guys are like the leading podcast in Print On Demand, like the place to be. Like you want to listen to this (laughs) podcast every single week if you want to know tips and tricks and helpful tools for Print On Demand as Mm. an industry. There's nowhere else to go. Not not belittling any of the podcasts that are former guests currently host but this is the <laughs> pinnacle of, of <laughs> wow well we've never got such high praise from an interviewee that's uh that's really great josiah thanks for saying all those really nice things about us yeah my paypal <laughs> address is <laughs> all right so let's jump in um so the qu- first question we ask all our interviewees is how did you get started in POD? And obviously, you know, people have kind of heard some of that story. And if they've listened, sure. if they've been a long time listener, they've heard a lot more. But so give us an abbreviated version of, of how you got started in POD. Sure. So, uh, of course, my first venture in e-commerce years ago was selling on Amazon, much like Travis. And and that's actually how, you know, we are connected uh, through through that as an addition to, you know, we, we attended the same church and all that stuff. But Travis actually changed, trained my business partner, Jason, in the world of Amazon FBA. So uh, we did that for a couple of years and realized, I realized pretty quickly that um, Amazon's great for the platform and the eyeballs, but it's pretty volatile, right? So you could wake up in the mm. morning and in our game, you know, we were selling Nike shoes and Adidas. We'd go to the friends and family discount every weekend at five in the morning in Castle Rock and shop our asses <laughs> off and then have to like turn all this stuff in on Monday. But the reality is, is we could have shopped all of that stuff on Saturday and woken up on Monday and Amazon could have just said, hey, unless you are an actual retailer or wholesale account with Nike, yeah. you can't sell these anymore. So that's the volatility. And I realized all of these eggs in Amazon's basket is inevitably going to make an omelet that I don't want to eat. So <laughs> decided um, to kind of diversify and do something that was more sustainable, that was ours, that we could grow ourselves and get to a point where if Amazon were to tell us, hey, you can't sell on our platform anymore, it wouldn't be, um, it would suck, but it wouldn't be mm-hmm. the end of the business. And so that's right. why we decided to diversify. It was kind of out of necessity. And as they say, necessity is the mother of invention. And so that's why we decided to kind of pivot. Here we go, pivot, and uh, and, and do something that I had, it's been done before. Like our business model isn't necessarily 
super unique. In fact, there's there's a website that I, I found that I've known of because I'm I'm a professional wrestling fan, and this particular print-on-demand company uh, caters specifically to independent professional wrestlers, which is to say mm. they're not signed to a major company. So I saw that business model and thought that could be successful because I know that they're successful. So I, yeah. I kind of took that idea and and went a different direction with it. Yeah. So, um, so tell us then, I mean, that kind of begs the next question. Where are you guys at today? What do you, what is, uh, what is your company? What for apparel look like today? What are you guys doing? Obviously you're not doing the Amazon FBA, the retail arbitrage, the wholesale, all that stuff. You, you guys have pivoted into a print on demand fulfillment center. Tell us about your company. Yeah, so right now the lion's share of what we do, of course, we still we still sell on Amazon and we have Etsy shops. My wife has an Etsy shop that we fulfill for, and we're, so we're all on the we're still on the big platforms selling novelty stuff, right? Because why not leverage those platforms while you have them and sell the nonsense mugs and shirts that seem to sell really well. Um, but primarily, our focus is influencer marketing. We've talked about this before on the show, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do is we, we find uh, YouTubers, Instagrammers, TikTokers, political personalities, whatever that looks like that have a good following, that have the desire to monetize the following that they've built, and we partner with them. Um, mm. So and, and we do their merch. We have the ability through uh, we use Deco Network, which you've heard us if you're if you're a longtime listener to the show, you know we've talked about that before. Uh, so we use Deco, Deco Network, which gives us the ability to give these influencers a website um, as a part of our offerings, as part of our services, and they can list products for sale. And then they just drive traffic to the link, and we print and fulfill any orders that come through. So uh, it, it takes you know a lot of the marketing for this is, of course, on the influencer side of things. It's their job to drive traffic to the link, which of course takes a lot of the marketing pressure off of us uh, as a, a, apart from, you know, having to promote ourselves as a company. Yeah. So that that's basically um, the bulk of, of what we do. And there are, there's a lot of, a lot of interesting lessons. Not every influencers uh, the same, not every accounts the same, which I think right. is, is pretty uh, applicable across the board. Like there's some that will move really well for a month, but then they just kind of, give up on it and there's some you know like the client that i constantly reference here that is has sold 1300 items in the first seven days of september so there's like mm-hmm. thing they're, they're, wow. there's they're not all created equal but that is the the basic model business model that we do mm-hmm. what do you, what um what kind of products are you guys fulfilling I, I, um like what print methods do you use what kind of things are you guys sure. uh serving up for your clients so right now we do, of course, DTG and we do sublimation. And of course, we have um, outsourcing capabilities for embroidery or screen printing or whatever if we need to. Uh, but mm-hmm. in-house, it's just DTG and sublimation right now. And that covers, you know, of course, the basics, T-shirts, hoodies and, and all that kind of stuff. But we also do home decor, wood signs, pillows, tea towels mm-hmm. uh, that we've that we've gotten into. I know you guys hats. are doing hats. Yeah, hats yeah, with so, yeah. sublimation, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, we do tru- trucker hats that are sublimatable. I will say, though, um, they're impossible to find blanks of at the moment. <laughs> yep. 
every supplier in the history of ever uh, is currently waiting on stock. So it's <laughs> ridiculous right now, I man. Think we, we on the print on demand cast, just I don't know you, if you know this or not, but on the print on demand cast, when someone has you know an issue like that, we like to say that's an apparel rant. Apparel rants. Yes. It is an apparel rant. It is an apparel uh, rant. That is exclusively our high volume client. That's what he moves. And I can't find white and black <laughs> trucker hats to save my life. So if you're listening hear and you know where to find <laughs> a lead on anything like that, drop a line to an unassociated email that's not the print on demand cast because in this reality I'm not the co-host. So <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, no, seriously, if you know. Uh, let me know. So yeah, man, that that's basically um, what what we what we do, and it's it's uh, it's working well. We're growing fast. We moved into an eighteen hundred square foot facility, uh, nice. and when we moved in, when we moved into it, um, my business partner Jason said, "Man, we'll never outgrow this space." And two months later, <laughs> we have no room. We have no yep. room. So we're going to need we're going to need to expand soon. Yeah. What? So tell us. Uh, that begs the next question: Is what are your plans? for what for apparel for the future do you have, have you and jason kind of talked about that and wh- where where are you guys headed in the future yeah so i think i think a big one that we talked about and i just mentioned it was was uv bringing on new print methods um mm-hmm. to open up doors uh to different products and different uh partners that we don't currently work with i mean with uv we, we just saw like the the name tags and stuff you can do like that opens that just blows the door open on all kinds of different uh, right. capabilities. I think one of the things we want to work into um, is licensing um, mm-hmm. because we're looking to start our own private site because um, we have a plethora of, of novelty designs. So it's a matter of kind of finding the best ones, maybe opening our own site, driving traffic, but licensing will help with that because if someone's a fan of, and, and uh, this example is probably not the best because this is a big fish, but let's say Marvel, right? People love Marvel. If you have a licensing deal with Marvel, people search Marvel t-shirts, it brings more organic traffic that way than just another novelty t-shirt site, right? So uh, licensing is something we're going to be looking into in the future. We just had a conversation uh, with a a friend of ours as well that will be moving. Uh, He's going to be working with uh, college football teams and doing merch for them. So he wants us to work with them uh, mm. to create merch. And so that could be a, a cool foot in the door. A couple episodes ago when we, I think maybe um, the last episode of 2020, we talked about what does the future look like uh, mm-hmm. for each of our companies. And I said licensing. And so it seems mm-hmm. though, it seems as though in the midst of all this stuff, even though I haven't had time to really, really pursue it, the opportunities are still uh, presenting themselves for that to be applicable. So there's licensing expos in Vegas, of course, which is, uh, you know, always a fun place to go. And, and I'm sure, you know, we could go there together. I mean, you might not have any interest in licensing yet, but it's Vegas. So let's just go. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that for sure is a feature. And of course, expansion in terms of personnel staffing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I personally do a lot for, for what for apparel um, that could be taken off my plate and given to other people that could be kind of um, empowered, like to take, ownership of inventory and ordering and you take ownership of the shipping and all that kind of stuff so of course that in the, as we expand and as we grow um and fire ourselves from any kind of production gives us the ability to do that um as is, is of course is is the end goal is just to keep expanding 
Um, and uh, yeah. so yeah, yeah, there you go. Cool. That's awesome. That's uh that's good stuff. So um, we like to call these next set of questions on our show. Uh, we like to call them the magic questions. Uh, okay, so <laughs> magic questions for Josiah Sapuentes. Why did you choose your specific area of expertise? Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of crazy. I don't know what my area of expertise is. Influencer marketing might be that kind of area of expertise, um, but that's only because I had seen it working so well in the professional wrestling world that I figured mm-hmm. it would have to translate um, into a different realm of influencers or i mean our initial idea was to specifically focus on musicians uh because jason and i are musicians you yourself is a musician and we know a lot of friends of ours that are musicians and the last thing that musicians think about is merch because they're busy booking themselves or or whatever so right that that was the first initial thought and then we just thought i'll just blow the doors off of it and offer it to anybody so and because um, it's a built-in marketing piece. So if someone has 1.5 million followers or 200,000 followers or 10,000 followers, they will drive the traffic. And so yeah. you don't have to do a lot of marketing to get people's attentions because they've already followed this personality who is endorsing this thing or this thing that they've made. So you have loyal customer loyalty built in and because mm-hmm. they love their product they're wanting to support and fund more content from that person. So it really does work really well um, to, to, to get organic traffic and organic, just meaning that we're not doing it. We, what for apparel aren't doing anything necessarily to drive it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good answer. Um, tell us about a time when something happened in your business that felt like a win. It was like, yes, we have done it. We yeah. we have won. We have won yeah. the internet. <laughs> we have won the internet. So I think one of the things uh, recently is is when we expanded. I mean, if you're looking, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to turn the camera here. This space that you see here was our production space. And it <laughs> goes back a little bit that direction. But the printers were up against this garage door and the presses, were, the dryer was up against that wall there. So we just recently reached the point where we were like, we can no longer house this here and we have to expand. And Mm -hmm. we'd been talking about that day, that moment when we reached this number, this volume, this profitability to be able to say, yeah, if if we stay here, it's actually to our detriment. So we Mm -hmm. have to move, Um, which, which was huge for us. And and it's crazy if, if we see, uh, if you see what we have now, um, and the fact that we're busting at the seams already, you'd be shocked that we fit it in that space right there. Um, it's it's actually pretty incredible to think that we were able to do that. But um, I think that was that was a pretty huge win, and, and a lot of it came from you know when you're when you're reaching out to clients all the time. Like I said, some win, some lose, some do some stuff, some don't, and it's just you have to keep. Soliciting. I remember Trent Deerschmidt is a name. Is that his last name? Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? 
So I, I remember at one of his conferences or one of the conferences we were at where he was speaking, he talked about how he had paper clips in one cup and he would mm-hmm. take an empty cup and every call he would make, he would just transfer a paper clip until that mm-hmm. the cup that was originally full is no longer full. So it, it really is a volume game and it can get super discouraging. So, but when you hit one, when you hit the vein, when you're just trying to find a place to inject the needle, when you finally hit the vein, um, it feels like a huge win, especially when it can also facilitate physical growth in the company. So that, that was a huge win. Yeah, that's, that is a huge win. Um, let's flip the script and ask you the same question, except we want to know about something that happened that felt like a failure. Dun, dun, dun. Does it have to be POD specific or can it be in the Amazon days? Hmm. I don't know if I should let you off that easy, but I will because you're my friend. (laughs) Well, I just, I know mutual pain in the words Kodiak cakes. Oh Uh, God. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. So so there was, um, you know, there, there is, you know, Kodiak cakes for those listening. You've probably seen them in stores or protein pancake. They're like healthy alternatives and stuff, but Mm -hmm. We got a wholesale account with them, and, and Travis and our company decided to go in halvesy halvesy. And um, yeah, Just say we were again, eating pancakes for a while. We were <laughs> a lot of pancakes. There's in the Amazon space, man. So so many um, examples like that. There was a coffee company that they told me well, you're going to be our exclusive Amazon mm-hmm. provider, and blah blah blah. And so we, I mean, we ordered just a shit ton of <laughs> coffee from these guys only for a month later to them for them to tell us that we never had that conversation. And I learned that you're you know, in that moment. I'm like, okay, well we got to get stuff in writing because right. that screwed us. Um, you know, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll sail over our Milwaukee based clients, but we'll go with, uh, <laughs> that's for my interview. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I think POD wise, man, the first the first client that I ever reached out to before we even have had a printer was starting a podcast and um, in the professional wrestling space, and he's he was best friends with this guy who had started wrestling podcasts and has been wildly successful and still is. Now he has six podcasts. This wow. this gentleman and he's crazy successful successful with all of them. Careful, and, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> No more of this. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, this gentleman that I reached out to, I thought, well, he's a surefire win because he knows this guy and then he's right. his co-host is really well known in the wrestling space. So I pitched him. He accepted. We were at, we were in Vegas. We were at SGIA, I think, mm. uh, when he said yes. And I called Jason and said, hey, I know we don't have printers yet, but this guy wants to go online in five days. Our printer gets there in three. Can we do it? Jason said yes. So I told the guy yes, and I thought that I had just landed the big fish, and this was just cruise control, and man, how lucky am I that the first one that I ever solicited was going to be the one that bought me a house. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just this, but he he's not, it, it, didn't, it didn't work out. I mean, it kind mm. of was a flop. The merch aspect of his game, because he didn't know how to market it, he didn't know how to push it, mm. And so I felt like an absolute failure because I had hyped this up so much. And when the volume didn't come through to, to back up my claims, it was like, man, this is really, really shitty. And it, it taught, taught me to be cautiously optimistic where I don't get excited about a lot of clients, not in Mm -hmm. a pessimistic way, 
but just knowing that, man, okay, we they got they got to prove, you know, proofs in the pudding type thing. But I felt like yeah. such such a failure because there was no volume and we had all of this stuff already. And man, it, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I feel you, man. Um, if you had to offer one POD tip to somebody who is brand new in the print on demand game, what would it be? It's a oh, tough man. one, isn't it? It is a tough one. It's it actually is a very it's it's a thought provoking question, and um, I'm just trying to think of something that I wish I knew uh, going into the game. I think the biggest piece of of advice that I could that I could give someone because I know I remember when we were first discussing the idea, we we vacillated a lot as to whether we should, should we, should we, should we not, should we, should we not. And so, and we've talked about this on the podcast before where the, the best thing you could do is to take action. Mm. So, yeah. you know, merch by Amazon, we talk about that a lot. It's a really easy barrier of entry. Um, Printful helps things be pretty, pretty easy if you're wanting to sell on Etsy or whatnot. But my biggest piece of advice is just to, commit right say yeah. yes go do it um put some designs up there get it get a designer on onlinejobs.ph uh, a va which we've talked about before have mm-hmm. them do your designs but just start and figure out what it is that you're passionate about that you know a lot about that you could possibly mm-hmm. appeal to other people that are also in that same demographic as yourself mm-hmm. and just start there you don't have to yeah come up with the best design ever you don't have to come up with this amazing piece of art you don't have to come up with the next you know i don't know taco cat is a palindrome t-shirt or whatever uh which it is by the way so uh write it out and see that i'm not lying so that that would be my biggest piece of advice man because for me even in, in, in any aspect of life for me whether it's songwriting whether it's learning an instrument whether it's this podcast the best thing you can do is just Start and do it. Yeah, I have all kinds of things that I could say that would support that, but um, (laughs) I I feel like I would be stealing my own thunder from when we turn the tables and you interview me. (laughs) So I'm going to save my answers. Um, (laughs) I wanted to ask you, um, who do you look up to in the POD world and why did you choose that person? If if you have somebody, do you have somebody that you look up to Man, in the POD I, world? I don't know that there's anyone in specifically in the print on demand space um, that that, okay. I, that I look up to necessarily because in in full transparency, I don't know a lot of folks. I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast, the connections <laughs> that we have to get the interviews have been completely on Travis's side of things because he does <laughs> a lot better job of of putting himself out there and kind of being cognizant of what's happening and who's out there in the POD space. So uh, there's been a lot of people that have that have crossed our crossed our paths and we've been able to interview on the show um, that have been really inspirational to me. Um, mm-hmm. As for, and, and what they have to offer, even going back to our most recent episode, which if you haven't listened to the episode with Nick Eden, you need oh to go God. listen to that episode because there is some very 
practical tips and advice that he can give you that isn't ethereal in the fact that you, yeah. you can't grasp it or you're not at that level yet. No, he he offers some very boots on the ground advice for you episode to take 55. and listen to. Episode fifty five. Go and listen to that episode because yeah. he, I mean, he's just on it, man, and he he's such an outside of the box thinker, which which incur- which inspired me because. A lot of the times you you think that once you land on a formula, then that's the formula you need to follow or things that other people have done. But there's not often that someone comes along like a Nick that says, hey, man, think outside the box and how you make money and how you approach print on demand because it's very versatile and you might not have thought of this way. So if you have an idea that you think would work, again, give it a shot. Take action. Yeah. See what happens. You know, um, of course, in business in general, of course, you have the Gary V's that are, yep. you know, that are very, very motivational. I, you know, and and even people that I know personally, like yourself, like our friend Josh, he's he's very knowledgeable in business. And so it's very, very easy to look up to him and get advice from him because he's successful in what he does. It's not even in the POD space, but yeah. in the POD space itself, I don't know that I I, so I would say much- it's pretty much just me, is what you're saying. Yeah, just just you and Chris Green, because yeah. I want him to come back on the show. Gotcha. So, I want to see the <laughs> another pair of sunglasses from you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Next question. I got a, got two more, and then we'll wrap this up. If if you had to start all over and you lost all your current contacts, what would you do first? You're going to go into print on demand. You don't know anyone. Um, you know all of the things. Like yeah. you might, you know, you know, all of the stuff, but you don't have any contacts. You don't have any equipment. You don't have anything. You, your slate is wiped clean. You don't have an, a seller's account. You don't have a merch account. You don't have nothing. What do you do first? Man, it's a, it's a clean slate. That's actually kind of exciting. I know this question <laughs> is. <laughs> I, I know. make millions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know this question is usually like a oh shit question for our guests uh but for me it's like <laughs> i can do it all over again mm. and I, you know i even often think about this even now even with what i do know um is just starting uh you know either an etsy account or merch by amazon or whatever that looks like and and you know merch by amazon of course they fulfill it themselves but with an etsy or, or what have you um or even a shopify side of some sort and just outsourcing it to uh, a printful or a print-on-demand provider that doesn't require me to have equipment um, that would allow me to, you know, of course, promote my own things, sell my own stuff, but then also talk to influencers about potentially doing their merch like we talked, like Nick Eden talked about, but also then kind of doing a whole spectrum package where I would implement kind of my ability and knowledge for post-production for recording for that kind of stuff and kind of offering a marketing package where merch would be an arm of that but i could also do you know post editing for them i could record them you know they could send me footage to post produce their stuff and their merch and i would also facilitate the fulfillment of their merch and just see where that goes from there because it would kind of be a marriage of all of the passions that i have i mean part of the reason that i do this podcast with you is because I enjoy podcasting. I have five mm-hmm. ideas for other podcasts that I don't have time to do, <laughs> but I love I love podcasting. I love the creative process. I love talking about things that I'm passionate about. Um, and so helping other people also do that, I think would be 
a lot of fun. And then you could also yeah. leverage the printfuls like, hey, I'll, I'll set you up a Shopify store. You can pay me to do that and I'll manage the printful fulfillment of it or, you know, going to a print on a local print on demand, like a make your mark or what for apparel, whatever that looks like. So I think that's what I would do is just kind of almost start a a marketing company, but have merch be an arm of that, that I could, that I could also uh, use as an income stream. Well, I'll just say, I am glad that I have monopolized your podcasting time (laughs) And, That's right. uh, you know, so you That's can't right. start all that other crap. You got to focus on this one. No. So I'm no, very yeah. happy until, until <laughs> we, until what for apparel starts pulling some, some major growth and I start making a lot more money. I will not have time to just talk into a microphone. So this is right now, uh, my sole outlet it. for my passion for podcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, I speak for the rest of the audience and I say, we appreciate your dedication to your craft and oh, that it's you. benefiting us as a POD community. All right. Last yes. question. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, what, this is the crystal ball question. So, you know what I, I asked, I was like, I asked my wife, I was like, what is that hat that the guys wear that they clear? She was like, it's a, it's a turban. Is it a turban? Yeah. Yeah. So put on your turban. Okay. And peer into your crystal ball and tell us, what do you think the future of print on demand is? Josiah Sifuentes. You know, dude, I think honestly, and I've thought this for a while. I mean, we have, we talked about the 3070s at the open of this, of this show mm-hmm. um, and how we're each getting one. I think that the technology of print on demand is going to get to a point in the next five to 10 years where it's going to be very competitive with mm. screen printing in both uh, labor and pricing and ink pricing because even even the thirty seventy the ink savings that you get when you Crazy. from a twenty from a twenty one hundred to a yeah. thirty seventy which I don't I need to ask an Epson rep why they went from a twenty one hundred to a thirty seventy because it doesn't <laughs> sequentially make any sense to me. Um, I wanted it to be like the twenty three fifty at least, but thirty seventy is fine. I'm not complaining. Bring it, please. So. <laughs> I think, though, that that I mean, the technology and the capability of of, of DTG, mm-hmm. um, much to the chagrin of Cole Lundstrom, who was a who's a screen printer in Los Angeles. <laughs> I think, honestly, um, that that it's going to become very competitive in pricing. I think mm-hmm. you're going to be able to do the bulk jobs that screen printers can offer. That you know, such a price that DTG can't beat at the moment. But I, I don't think that it's too far out. Um, that it's going to be a kind of a much more competitive space, whether you're a screen printer or a, or a digital printer. Um, and I think also to echo Nick Eden's sentiment, just because of of the experience that I've had in, in the last three years that we've been doing this, I do think that the mom and pop shops are going to be okay. And I'm not just saying that because mm. I am a mom and pop shop or that yeah. you are a mom and pop shop. I'm not, I'm not saying this to kind of just, you know, stroke our egos and soothe our insecurities here. I really do think uh, because because of the relational aspect, because yes, there's a demographic of people who want to shop local, um, especially with, you know, these conglomerates that kind of claim so much of the of the market. But I do think that the relational aspect, the ability to pick up the phone and and call somebody and have an answer and have someone that can actually affect change, whereas an Amazon or a Printful yeah. is kind of like a left left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And if you get a 
cohesive and coherent uh, solution your first phone call, then you are blessed and highly favored. I think that's why um, mom and pop shops have a shot at this and they're going to be okay. And with the technology advancing the way that it is and the other stuff that you have the ability to do like UV uh, on a print on demand basis, I think that the mom and pop shops are going to be just fine. So to summarize, uh, I think that the technology, <laughs> because the listeners probably hit the fast forward button three times. I think, I think the technology is going to get to a point uh, where we're going to be competitive with screen printers. And so you're not going to have to um, necessarily lose bulk jobs um, to a screen printer because of pricing or, or efficiency issues. Mm-hmm. And, and the mom and pop shops are going to have an advantage because the bigger other companies get, um, there's always going to be people who want more of a personal touch. So, right. Um, and Travis, I want to know your answer to this question, but as you've alluded to, that's another episode. So that, that is where this episode ends. And I can guarantee you folks that Travis is going to have, um, some great answers to these questions, maybe some similar answers. I don't know, but you're going to have to wait to find out because he too is a wealth of knowledge. And uh, I know that it's going to be something you're not going to want to miss. So I don't know if it's going to be next week. I don't know if it's going to be the week after that, but whatever it's going to be, you're going to want to be here to, (laughs) to listen and to find out the answers. And the only way to do that is to subscribe here on the printer demand cast. And as always, we thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for listening for this for listening to me ramble for 45 minutes, maybe. Uh, So thank you uh, for taking an interest in uh, my answers to these questions. As always, wherever podcasts are available, we are available there for you. The POD cast is there for your listening pleasure. If you happen to be listening on the Apple podcast app, please leave us a five-star review and a rating you can literally just smash the keyboard if you want it doesn't have to be a coherent (laughs) sentence just leave us a five-star rating and a review but if you do leave us a review i actually i was just gonna say i was gonna say we have a couple of reviews i I think we should save them since we're 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 on an hour mark we actually have gotten a couple reviews so we're gonna shout those out um remind me next week josiah we'll shout at least one of them out and then we'll save okay you know because you know we need content and uh you know that's kind of the (laughs) name of the game so we'll shout out at least one of them out next week unfortunately content's not always on demand like print can be but uh it takes some forethought um so travis and i will be discussing i'm sure next week's episode while we're losing our asses in a poker game at a bar in erie colorado (laughs) For anyone that cares. So anyway, the best way, of course, to find out what's going on, to get in on the conversation, if you loved my answers, if you hated my answers, if you want to know how much tequila I had, print on demandcast.com slash Facebook <laughs> is where you go to find out any of those answers. You can ask us any of the questions that you want to know. But most of all, it helps build a community. And that's what this podcast was about when we, in, in its inception is to yep. start a community of people to come together to trade tips and tricks and give tools to be successful because that's what we wish we would have had when we started this thing as well. Of course, the easiest way to support the podcast, put on a mancast.com slash shop, grab a shirt, any shirt, one of the shirts, two of the shirts, but we will be forever in your debt. Not really. If you really. give a, if you buy a shirt, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the easiest way to support the podcast. If you like the show, if you like what's happening uh, and we will be happy to shout you out as well. If you purchase your shirt. So Travis with that, is there anything else before we put a bow on this thing and wrap it up? 
No, I just want to thank you, Josiah Sapuentes, for coming on the Print on Demand cast. I know, uh, you know, you weren't necessarily expecting to come on the Print on Demand cast today, and you just, you know, you 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 treated it like a champ, and and you knocked it out of the park. Thought some of your answers were great, and uh, yeah, you know, for me and Josiah, we appreciate you, Josiah, coming on the Print on Demand cast. Me too, and you might want to check that Josiah into a hospital because it seems like he might have schizophrenia. We don't know, <laughs> we don't know, but I can tell you. There's a couple other people at the bottom of the barrel if you want to reach there for content for another episode. I was. (laughs) They'd be happy to oblige. Uh, But seriously, uh, guys, thanks again for listening. For Travis, I'm Josiah, and we'll see you next week right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. Hey, babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular Show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. In a world where businesses everywhere are trying to make print-on-demand sales, one podcast goes above and beyond every week to bring the most POD-specific information there is. All to help save the day, every day. Don't succumb to the enemies of your print-on-demand business. Sign up today for the Print On Demand Cast VIP email at printondemandcast.com slash VIP. This time, it's for real.